Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Director's Week, part seven. I don't know if that's true. I just said a number, honestly. No, it's definitely not true because we've done Spielberg, Nolan, Tarantino. I think that's it. Part four. Part four. I feel like there's one more. Scorsese. Part five. The first directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part five, part five. Part five. The Revenge of Four. This week we're talking about James Cameron. James Francis Cameron. James Cameron was born in Kapuska Singh, Canada. He's a Canadian. He's a Canadian. Canadian director. Born August 16, 1954. 66 years old. Uh, astrology people out there, let us know in the comments what sign he is. I don't know what it is. Please don't, because I don't care. I'm going to say a Capri Sun. James Cameron has directed nine movies. That's right. Nine movies. Four documentaries, five shorts, one episode, and one music video. He has written 61 projects, produced 45 projects, and uh, he's even acted. He has? Not that. Not, no, no lead roles. It was just really, really short. Like short videos, uh, TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just random things here and there? Random things here and there. I wonder what propelled him to, to do these random little... Eh. Acting jobs, gigs, whatever. I think at this point, I think uh, he just decided to, uh, to do it. I don't know. Fuck it. He he doesn't care. Yeah. With the amount of success this guy has, he doesn't care. So he's the youngest child of Philip and Shirley. Philip was an electrical engineer, and Shirley was an artist slash nurse. That's going to come up later on in the episode. But because his dad was a, an electrical engineer, he decided to go along more or less the same route, and he studied physics when he came to America uh, in 1971. He went to California State, uh, but eventually he dropped out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I, was, I was expecting, like, he got his PhD in <laughs> filmography. Uh, no, no the, physics. Guy, the guy's actually one of the smartest people in Hollywood, but he did drop out, and he became a truck driver. Um, Random? To, to finance his his passion for screenwriting. Okay. So eventually, he uh, got some gigs. He was an art director and a min- miniature set builder. But he got his first experience directing in a little project called Piranhas 2, The Spawning. I remember when that more modern piranha came out. Remember like 10 years ago? Little yeah. Little more. yeah. It had Gianna Michaels. It did. And they ate like her lower half. Yeah. And we all dreamed of eating her lower half as well. You know, Gianna Michaels is one of those those porn stars that, you know, if it's there, I would do it. But like, I know that I'm getting a, I'm getting something. It's a certified pre-owned, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's a lot of miles, buddy. But it's certified. It's a, it's clean. <laughs> it could be a rebuilt title. That's I'm, I'm not trusting that. I don't know. But um, salvage, bro. <laughs> It seems like Piranhas 2, uh, the spawning, um, I guess it was low budget. Either way, he had like a two-week stint on it, and he got fired at the end. Okay. But if you guys remember the Terminator episode, I did mention that James Cameron got the idea of Terminator while filming Piranhas 2. It was a dream. Okay. And so... It was a dream, you said? It was a dream. Oh, so okay. he wrote it and directed Terminator, which was a low budget, 
independent film that gave him incredible notoriety. It was low budget, so it had success. Uh, it was James Cameron's notorious directing that uh, made this film into the mainstream. Terminator, I think we can all agree that uh, is one of the classics when it comes to sci-fi. That's why he's considered one of the godfathers of, of science fiction. Um, you know, so it really did impact his life. Uh, after that, you know, he got a lot higher film, higher budget films uh, in the sci-fi genre as well. He directed the first Aliens, uh, The Abyss, and Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which is widely considered, including me, the best Terminator out of all of them. Judgment Day? Judgment Day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the original has its, it has its moments. Yeah. But I don't know, it's something about that second one that I think it blew everybody away. It's just, uh, I think the effects. Because, yeah. like, the first one, the story was good, but, like, now you, especially nowadays with, you know, the advancements in, in technology in technology and, and CGI and all that stuff, the effects in Terminator, the first one, it did not really age that good. You know, you can tell. It looks a little cheesy. Mozzarella cheese. It's true. <coughs> <coughs> But eventually, James Cameron did start his own production company called Lightstorm Entertainment. Never heard of it. I haven't either. Most likely, we've seen it. But, like, I don't really pay attention to the production companies. Yeah, I try to. Like, I know Bloomhouse. Mm. Bloomhouse, I always recognize. Sony. Mm. Universal, I think. Paramount. Those are, like, the, the popular ones, you know? I feel like you really got to capture me, you know? Yeah. If they have, like, little animatronics. Like, Bloomhouse, that's, that's, like, the creepy shit, you know? Right, right, right. That if you get that, then yeah. Oh wow, what was that? I like that. After those big budget films, James Cameron did something that kind of, kind of sold for a little bit. He did a chick flick. Which one? He considers. He jokes around that his best movie was a, a 190 million dollar chick flick, Titanic. Um... Titanic in 1997 most overrated romantic movie of all time I think it was a good movie I enjoyed the movie uh, it's one of the classics and it's one of those movies that you have to watch um, I don't know it's just it was entertaining and I think it, it's hold up uh, pretty strong throughout all these years it uh, it broke all the box office records at the time it made cinematic history and it won 11 Academy Awards so I mean that that says a lot um not even mentioning the fact that it overtook Jurassic Park in the highest grossing film and it stayed that way for the longest time yeah. after another James Cameron film he came broke along. his own record exactly <laughs> in, in 2009 with Avatar so you know it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because after Titanic he took this little hiatus um, when it comes to big feature films and he did a couple shorts he did a lot of documentaries He's really big into uh, the environment, just like Leo, but he's more focused in the, as far as the ocean goes. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Avatar it does. Avatar 3 and 2 and 3 are coming out. We're filmed underwater, right? Right. Um, so he does care about that. He cares about the environment, which is nice. We did mention that we do appreciate uh, these, these elevated status, uh, I guess, filmmakers slash directors and, and artists. Uh, using their platform for the good so we can commend that but i gotta be honest bud like you take away 
Avatar, you take away Terminator, you take away Titanic. There's not a lot. There's, not a lot of this guy. Basically nothing. The guy's mid. I mean, we're talking like three. One, I mean, I don't want to say three one-hit wonders because if it's three or in this case four, because we have two Terminator movies, Titanic and Avatar, hmm. and the sequels to Avatar. So really, it's it's not a, a couple. It's definitely more than a handful. But you know, if you were to wrap Terminator one and two into one. Mm-hmm. Titanic, and then all the Avatar movies into one, it's three, right? right? It's three big concepts, which, again, is it an all-time thing? From a financial standpoint, yes. From a fan standpoint, yes, because uh, Avatar is a very lovable movie. Titanic is a very lovable movie. Terminator, to this day, we talked about this. Right. It's a very lovable movie, mm-hmm. and all of them hold up well. And I will always give him that credit, you know, mm-hmm. which I'm not trying to take it away. But as you said, it's just those three. That's his whole career. You know, it's like the effects from Titanic, I think, in that time is like what you said is what holds up. Mm-hmm. Like to this day, I don't care for the romance, which is why I say it's the most overrated. But that last, what, the last couple scenes, not scenes, but the last, what, 30 minutes of the movie, I don't, I can't give an ac- accurate timeline of it. But whenever that ship starts to sink, everything, you know, from there on forth mm-hmm. is really exciting and cool to watch. Everyone dying? Yeah, everyone like sinking and falling and hitting their head on the on the huge propellers and the, you and the ship going, <laughs> you know, like all that was super cool to watch. I thought, right? Yeah, I was really into it. So, uh, you can put that on, and I'll be like, oh, that's a cool scene, you know. I like <laughs> I like that aspect, but the movie is ridiculously long and overly romanticized, you know. Like the whole the whole movie is a is a retelling or recalling of an old woman, right? Like, you know, saying it's just weird. I don't know. The movie itself was whatever, but those scenes were great. And like you said with Terminator, the reason the second one is, I guess, universally agreed to be the best one. Hmm. For the effects, they hold up well. Nice. Avatar. Avatar, uh, it's just, it's a lot of CGI, you know, it's a lot of, I don't understand. That's the one that really bewilders me the most. Avatar? Like, yeah, it leaves me really stunned that that movie is so popular and I don't get it. I don't, I don't right. understand. It's just yeah, a movie. It's, it's just a fantasy movie. Pretty much. With a bunch of CGI. I'm not saying you can't like it, but right. wh- where where does the hype come from for being the highest grossing film of all time? I, didn't, I never understood it. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, I really was just, to this day, I don't understand it. I do got to give him one thing. The guy has seen Kate Winslet naked. Okay. Like in person. So has Leo. Yeah, I guess. But Leo's already, you know, goat tier. James Cameron's not go-tier? He's not go-tier, bro. Oh. He's been married like five, six times, bro. Okay, like, come on. Okay. Um, I would agree. I think uh, I kind of, I was, I was hoping that you'd be more of a fan of James. Oh, no. But, uh. We, we, we've received recommendations of, you don't always got to do what you like. You should do episodes of even things you disagree with. Mm. You know, be a little bit of a hater every now and then. And that's what we're doing. Well, at least I'm doing. You know what? Fuck you. James Cameron is the GOAT. Nope. You already... The people of this audience <laughs> already heard you. All right, that's fine. I can't go back. I, I gave my word. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. He does have true lies. Um, with Arnold. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the reason why I, I remember that movie was because of Jamie Lee Curtis. And she did, like, a little strip tease. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid. And, like, when I saw it, I was like, damn, that bitch is fine. And then, like, when I saw it as an adult, I'm like, wow, that bitch is not fine. So, (laughs) it was a a good movie. Um, She looked good as a, you know, young young woman. Don't get me wrong. The Michael Myers movie, she looked good. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, her age, she didn't age well, I don't don't think. I don't know, bro. It's not my cup of tea. 
<laughs> but um, you know, you take away the sci-fi, that's really no, actually, scratch that. You take away Titanic, and really he's just a sci science fiction producer slash director. He he seems like he really likes that type of of stuff, and he's continuing to do that um, with the announcement of Avatar three, four, and five, which is two, ridiculous. Three, Two, three, yeah, two is already coming, but like it's already. But oh, like, but they announced five too. Three, four, and five. Or, oh my goodness. Yeah, he, he's he's already working on it, so he's gonna he's gonna release it depending on how two and three do, does. Oh, yeah, I see what you're that's saying. fucking okay. bullshit or whatever. But I can't take away the fact that the man is is talented. Um, you know, I'd, you, I'd say he's patient. Sorry to cut you off, but I'll say he's patient and meticulous. Make sure that the details are done right. Okay, I give him credit for that. Right. Whatever the case, um, <clears throat> his success is uh, nothing that you can take away from him. You don't get two highest-grossing films in one lifetime. No, no one's ever done that. You don't break your record like that. Yeah. You know, not even. Difficult. Not even. Yeah, not even Spielberg did that. Would you say he's more of an anomaly in the directing world? Because, mm-hmm. like, like, think about it. He two of his movies broke each other, right? Like the other's record, and he, aside from those two movies, he only has one more hit. Like. That's to me. That's very strange. It's something that we'll probably never see again. It's just, just strange. You know, I'm, I'm not even struggling to find a better word. It's just, it's peculiar. I say to me, it comes off like an anomaly. Ooh. How is it that a guy like Spielberg mm. couldn't even do it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? He has Jurassic Park, and it was beat out. What a year later by by Titanic, or the same year, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Jurassic like. Park was '95. Titanic is '97. '97. So two years later. You know, so he didn't. The rain didn't last very long mm. yet how many hits does he come out ever come out with sorry yet how many hits has he come out with since then and yet can't, can't beat it you know what i'm saying can't seem to to come on top and then he this guy comes out avatar <laughs> you know screw you spielberg it took 20 years of groundwork to finally beat uh avatar in avengers endgame um which had a lot of hype around it hype that avatar did not have so mm. to me it still makes like to me i understand avengers endgame passed mm-hmm. uh financially but it's not a fair comparison it never will be because like you because they had 12 years of build-up oh, okay yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying we're right. talking about 12 years worth of movies b- leading to this finale was so the oh amount- yeah it was 12 it wasn't 20 i'm sorry it was 12 you're right yeah so then so then to think that Avatar didn't have any of that. Avatar just had, don't get me wrong, the regular promotions and marketing that all high-budget movies have, sure. But that's on you know that's on even level with many other films. Hmm. We're talking about dozens of films every year. Hmm. Endgame is not on that level. Endgame was on a completely different level in terms of hype and build-up and fan base. Well, that's Disney, though. It's Disney, but even if it wasn't Disney, the point is it has, it has 12 years of build-up. Oh, what yeah. I'm saying. yeah. Avatar ain't have none of that. And yet the numbers are not even that far apart. It's not like like Avatar, you know, is so far from Endgame. Endgame beat it out fair and square, but they're not too far apart. So to me, I always see Avatar as like that number one. <coughs> Which kind of says a lot if I'm if technically I'm being the hater mm. for this episode. So, so it be, says a lot. I'm going to be dead ass with you. I think James Cameron went ahead with the uh, with Avatar 2 out of pettiness. I could be Maybe. wrong. There's a good reason. There's a good. Uh, there's a good possibility I am wrong, but I'm gonna start that rumor. Fuck that. He's petty. That man's mad. He's big boy mad. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it gave him a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. 
You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I can see that. It just doesn't make sense. 2009, you come up with Avatar. How long has it been? But it, but okay, but technically, technically, it has been in production since then. Like since they greenlit it, it's just been a slow and steady thing because of the technology and on the underwater thing. Like it's just taken so many years, and then the pandemic happened that pushed it back even more. Then so, all of a sudden, three, four, and five are in the way. Like what the fuck? Nah, fuck that. The man's petty. So he's petty. He's petty. I, I you know what? Fine. If we have boy to agree man. on one thing, is that he's trash. Nah, <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I mean. Um, we already said it. Um, he's, um, I would say he's not an anomaly. He's just lucky. That man's lucky. Really? Just really lucky. That's tough. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a big uh, fan of attributing things to luck. You know what I'm saying? Avatar came out of nowhere. It did. I, I what agree. What the fuck was that? I agree. I know. I know. Trust <coughs> me. Trust me. I know. I agree. Like that's what has me confused. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But before Avatar, he had. Titanic and he had Terminator so for those reasons I'll say okay it's not luck it's just more I don't know he somehow in his mind just how he dreamt of Terminator I don't know how he got the idea for Avatar but somehow he comes up with these ideas that the entire world happens to love Hmm. if you want to call it a little bit of luck I I can take that you know but something in his mind is clicking well that the public agrees with so I'll you know I'll give it a little half and half nice all right since there's not a lot of movies, let's just pick one of each. Best film, worst film. Terminator 2, easy best film. Best film? Easily. That's okay. not close. What's worst film then? Uh, Piranha 2. No. <laughs> okay, of movies that he directed, let me see. You have, I mean, like you said, man, there's not, it's not many to choose from. But I guess if you have to choose one that's worst, I guess the <coughs> I guess it has to be Piranha 2. Damn. Because he ha- he does have Xenogenesis, it's but short. it's a short right. It's yeah. a short film. I don't know if that's fair. Right. So can we just agree on uh, Piranha 2? I would like to agree with you, Brian. You know I do. Ouch. You know I would like to. Ouch. But uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Best film? True Lies. Bro. You're a liar. Seats. Now I know you're a liar. <laughs> you do like, what's her name? Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> you have a little Woody for her. I don't like that. True Lies, uh, 1994, Jamie Lee Curtis. Honestly, like, I don't really remember the story that good. But because of the striptease. It was a very convincing striptease. Okay, so then if that's the case, how come you don't choose Titanic? It has Ken Winslet. Oh, that's which right. Which is still to this day better than Jamie Lee Curtis. You know but, that he... That's he, not fair, man. You're choosing girls over the <laughs> whole film? You're right, you're right. Best film? Damn. Because now you Just brought, do it. Just do it. I brought, know you don't want to, but just, just ah. say it. Just say it. It's his best film. He drew. Uh, he drew Kate Winslet. Like he. That was. Uh, that was actually him. His hand. Bro, I'm gonna draw these nuts. Just say <laughs> Terminator Two is his best film. Fine. Judgment Day is his best film. There you go. Meeting you halfway. But the worst film, I would say Piranha Sue. Um, I haven't seen The Abyss. Haven't seen that. In 1989. Um, honestly, I'm gonna be dead ass with you. I think uh, uh, The Way of the Water is not gonna be good. I think there's no way it comes close to passing it. The so now I'll go back to the same point I was making because of hype and buildup. Mm. I believe the way of the water will be simply off of hype. I'm not saying it's going to be as good. I mm. don't even like Avatar that much. I don't either. So I'm trying to be objective. But based off of what we saw with uh, Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, the buildup, 
I think Avatar after 14, 14 years that that Avatar uh, that they've been waiting for the sequel. I think it will have a ridiculous uh, showing. Uh, showing, yeah. Uh, audience score in general will probably be received well received. The uh, critics will probably well received. You know how critics are. If it looks nice, they're gonna say, "Oh, good movie." You know, oh, beautiful story. Uh, you know, they have a they have like a hard on for these nice, lovey dovey, wholesome stories. Dick riding. But yeah, and it's like, oh, good CGI. All right, cool. But like, we see good CGI all the time now. Right. We're used to. It. We're we're if anything. We expect it. My iPhone has good CGI. There you go. We expect it. We're, we're, we're spoiled. Mm. So what else is Avatar going to give us? That's That would be my subjective point. But Nudity. No. Oh. That's right. Boom. Of the blue people. What are they called? I thought they are called Avatars. But like, don't they have a tribe name? Because they're like, they're like tribal. I wouldn't know. They yes. have a name. I'm going to say yes. Come on. Don't be But like I'm not going to give you have, information. On. I will say this. If the way of the water surpasses Endgame... James Cameron is the king of pettiness. You think? Yeah, man, because... Navi. Come on. The Navi, that's the right. Navis, the yeah. Navi. I thought Navi was the the female played by uh, Zoe Saldana. No, no, their tribe name is Navi. Let's give it up for Zoe. The same thing, like, uh, James Cameron is the only one to direct two highest grossing films. Zoe starred in two of them, in both of them. Well, she she was like not okay. A, a okay, main no, 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 no. In, I see what you're saying. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she was involved. She was involved. That's that's actually. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Zoe's that's Aldana. interesting. Very, very nice. impressive. Good for you, nice. Zoe Zaldana. That's right. And all right, fine. I like Zoe. She's she's pretty. She's pretty. She she works well. I like I like what she does. She has a pretty face. Yes. I like she that. has a gentle face. Mm. All right. Rating. I'm gonna do you a solid. You go first. I'm gonna go first. All right, all right, go ahead. James Cameron. I purposely won't agree with you, just just to you know satisfy the episode and the audience. I appreciate it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. James Cameron, ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, if I'm being honest, it's it's solid work. It's just not a not not enough work. I'm gonna give him a six. That's oof, that That's was right. lower than I thought. Exactly. I'll give him a seven and a half, honestly. Mm. Like, just because I think it's Simon so Cowell. difficult to do what he's done, mm. even though, like you said, the whole body of work, and that's what kills it, those two and a half points. But I'll, I'll give him a seven and a half. The thing is, is that when you really think about it, directors, they have a say in the whole film, but it, it's really a teamwork. It is. It's, it a, is. it's a big Absolutely. teamwork at the end. Absolutely. And yeah, the big picture is, is James Cameron's work. But a lot of the production value really has to do with a lot of different people. Of the CGI has, has a lot of work from a lot of different people. So you can't give him all of the credit. It's, no, no, I no. think the director's more like the quarterback, you know? If yeah. the team does good, um, you know, the team does good. But if the team does bad, you know, it's the quarterback's fault. And I think the director oh, yeah, yeah. gets that heat as well. But at the end of the day, um, I think he has relied on a lot of different people. And I think that he's done good work, very consistent work. But that along with the fact that it's just not enough work, it gives me a, a sense of dissatisfaction. I would like to see more to give him a more of a, a of something to judge. I would appreciate a little bit more variety, more more of a, of a range like yeah. other great directors have done. Scorsese is one of them. He's done a lot of different projects. Uh, a lot of them has his stamp. So I feel like if a director can do that, if you can widen your range and still have that that notion of 
oh, this is a, a so-and-so's film, like Quentin has done, like right. Scorsese has done, like Steven Spielberg has done, one of the greats, if not the greatest. Um, I think that that's what makes you a, a fantastic director. I think James Cameron is good. It's just not satisfactory enough to me. Okay, that's fair. This week, have you seen anything? I have. I've seen a lot, actually. So there is a, um, there's a lot I want to talk about. Starting off slow, um, or starting off small, actually. Uh, let's talk about Hustle. I know that you had a chance to see it. Yeah. I also watched uh, Spiderhead. Oh, me too. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. We could talk about both. All right, so we'll, t- we'll start with Hustle then. Right. Um, I think that um, I think this was an entertaining film, but uh, I expected a little bit more out of Adam Sandler, especially com- coming out of the the performance he did with Uncut Gems, which was who was nominated for. No, was it? I'm not sure. I really am. I would be lying. It was a a, a nomination worthy performance out of Adam Sandler, and that's something that we've talked about. We did an episode on Adam Sandler. And we both feel that he, he deserves credit for a lot of his work. I think that uh, his ambition to get into the dramatic field is very commendable. And I kind of expected the same thing out of this one. But I think that was overshadowed more so by the story. Yeah. This film was um, this was more of an underdog film. And I think the, the, the story itself captivates you more so than than the the acting does yeah no this movie yeah this movie i do not think was meant to even remotely be close to how uncut gems was where it's more character for more like a character study whatever right uh no to me it was like he wasn't even trying because like you said he was not the focus at all yeah could you say he was the protagonist sure right but there was a, a large focus on the business of the nba the way you know the procedures work and the actual player himself um his name is uh, in the movie was Bo Cruz uh, his real life name was uh, Juancho Hernandez uh, I don't remember I think so but he's a real player he plays for the Jazz I believe yeah I don't follow NBA too closely to, to know off the top of my head but um, you know like you said it's just it's interesting to see his story he's an underdog he's going he has his he has his own personal issues um, my biggest quarrel is that if you're not going to make this movie uh, you know character specific a tough acting job for yourself I'm speaking of about I don't know of course why give your character a, a, a random tragic backstory that really has nothing to do with the, the story yeah. like don't get me wrong is he a great do they consider him a great scout they say he's indispensable as a scout right and then early he's promoted but there's issues so he has to go back to a scout whatever but then it's like oh if it wasn't for that hand injury and he's always he has this nasty scar on his hand and you know oh he made a bad decision and they got into an accident and now he never could play again like who cares you're not the focus right you're the main scout you're the protagonist but the nba the basketball aspect well the focus was bo cruz the right. young player from mm-hmm. spain like, you know why did they include that and i don't like that it's like why are you making it dramatic if the dramatics aren't important or significant to the actual story right so at the end did i find this movie entertaining yes but from an adam sandler perspective since that's you know he's our boy we gotta give him fair criticism because we give him plenty of love right it was unnecessary man don't write yeah. your, don't write a tragic backstory for your character if he's not even the focus hmm. you know that i found i found that a little annoying i think they just had to use that because i needed some way to to get Bo back this film followed a very strategic outline of an underdog film you know you have a, a nobody becomes somebody struggled rise 
there's a little fall, and then you rise again, overcoming uh, expectations. So and you, cultural difference. And cultural difference. Uh, you add that on top of everything. Right, right. So they needed that to uh, to work into the film to get Bo back and to get him to re-rise again. Right. So it, it was whatever. It didn't really bother me much. I just think that it was very improbable, you know? He's playing streetball in, in Spain, and Adam just so happens to see him right. hustle these guys out of nowhere. He's playing basketball in boots, I mean, which, by the way, have you played basketball in right. boots? <laughs> right. That was, that's, that, was a, that was a funny little part. Look, they, he, you know, that was the first thing Adam noticed. He's like, what the hell? The guy's wearing boots, you know, balling people up, hustling people, really. Right. Saying that he's a construction worker or whatever, which he was. He, he was. He actually really was in the movie. Um, but Adam had asked him, like, is that a hustle whatever? Uh, my biggest, if we're talking about realism... Like you said, improbable is like, if he's so good, how come a Spanish scout never yeah. once, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's harder when you're foreign, right. but in your own neighborhood, your own country, even the cities that maybe you, your friends know, your family, you got to know the local courts. If, right. of course, you're a professional scout, you got to know the local courts where the big talent hangs out at. You're going to tell me now one Spanish scout knew about this kid. But uh, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. But overall, I think, like we said, it was an entertaining film. It was, it was worth watching. For it's on sure. Netflix. I agree. I agree. Definitely on Netflix. If, if you guys. have a film, if you're in the mood for some random sports film, you do not need to be a big fan of, of basketball or sports in general. Right. It's entertaining. At the very least, leave it in the background if, if you're interested. You know, there there's a lot of different basketball players, and I remember telling you this. There's one thing I took from this film is that the performance of all these other basketball players, including the main protagonist. Further proves my point that LeBron can't act. Yeah. Garbage actor. Unfortunately. But yeah, it's it's a it's a good film. Fuck LeBron. Um, <laughs> Spiderhead. Spiderhead. Okay, so what do you think about Spiderhead? Uh, I I wanted more. Mm. Um, I, I kind of just didn't like the the cookie cutter. Oh, experiment gone wrong. Turns out the guy who's leading it is actually evil and right. you know deceiving the people in the experiment. So the people in the experiment have to fight their ways out and escape. Last mm. moment, it was just—it was way too cookie cutter. That really bugged me. Right. But the concept oh, yeah. of the drug and the controlling through the—you know—the the technology, very, very futuristic looking. That I, I, I liked, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story itself was very, very weak and unoriginal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't recommend watching it. I, I leave it in the background if you want. It's Miles yeah. Teller and Chris Hemsworth, which are very familiar faces, but they had nothing to do. They didn't really contribute much. A couple good acting scenes, sure, but like I said, the story itself is just weak. I agree with the idea. The concept is strong. I just feel like it was wasted. And Very it, wasted. It, it's really shameful because, you know, you have a lot of movies that are have really good concepts that are just fall flat because of the of, of the way they tell the story or the story itself. And, and, and this story is really, like you said, really cookie cutter. It's, it's very basic. It's just, there was, there was nothing that left an... An impression on me like this this movie was very bland it was it was nothing all that plus the added unnecessary romantic aspect. It, like no again needed. why yeah that's what i'm saying so these movies is they feel like this is my biggest issue and i don't know if it's just netflix but mm. i guess maybe i've watched more netflix movies than i have maybe like hbo originals or uh prime original i don't know but i feel i've seen so many of these movies that take a little bit of everything trying to make a good movie right and all you do is make some generic forgettable film Hmm. is it of terrible is it of bad quality no but i'm not going to talk to anybody about this i'm only taking advantage that i happen to have a film podcast 
eh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But I will likely never bring it up unless yeah. somebody happens to ask me, hey, you heard of that movie, Spiderhead, with Tim <laughs> Thor? You see Thor, bro? And I'll be like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's an okay movie. <laughs> like, Who are you talking to that? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people, casuals will be like, oh, Thor. And it's like, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Bro. You, you, you could use his real name. Right. Yeah. The guy from Top Gun, uh, Miles Teller. Yeah, yeah. He was in a lot of other movies. Too. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't anything special. Um, okay, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, I did see Lightyear. I um I went to the movies yesterday with Malachi. We watched Lightyear, and uh, I gotta be honest, this movie wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. It was uh, entertaining. It's a Pixar film, so Pixar does one thing very good, and it does develop the emotional aspects at a higher level than any other production team that I've seen. So they do a good job there. Um, I feel like it was entertaining enough. There was enough action to. You know, entertain a, a child at the end of the day. This is a kid's film. Right. Um, but it wasn't anything that was mind-blowing to me. There was no aspect of this movie that had me in awe. And there was nothing that I can determine that was the best part of the film. No, it was all, all of it was just basically at the same pace. At the same level of quality. So it wasn't a right. bad film. But it was it was a, a decent film. If you're uh, hesitant on... I'm watching it. I mean, I don't know. Watch it. I don't care. It's it's light year. Nothing to do with toys, though. So, fuck Toy Story. Not just kidding. Listen to the episode. Toy Story episode. (laughs) So, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, Brian. Speaking of. Let's go Thor week next week. Thor with a special guest. We haven't had a special guest in a while. Oh. Nice. Surprise special guest? Surprise special guest. Oh. We're going to talk about Thor. Um, Three movies with the fourth one. Coming out. Yeah, the fourth one, I'm willing to give, you know, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm letting, I'm gonna let bygones be bygones. Mm. Um, I'm willing to get hurt again, mm. but mainly due to Christian Bale being the antagonist. Of course. And he kind of looks like Valley from The Conjuring. Kind of made me laugh right. in the trailers. Mm. Uh, so I'll give it a chance. I'll give mm. it a chance. Uh, Christian Bale's my boy. I love that. Uh, he's a beast. But I'm going for Natalie Portman. Really? She's just beautiful, bro. I mean, she is, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna feel about her becoming the female Thor after I don't care not about being that. in the last two movies yeah. or in the entire MCU to begin. Like, it's just bothering me. You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you just bro. get Kat Dennings? Let her go, bro. She got. Okay. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? I guess. I guess. I mean, she could have been an amazing. It's all right. <laughs> it's uh, it's Natalie. I let it slide. <laughs> But yeah, guys, Thor, uh, next week. It's going to be a good one. Brian's favorite movie, Ragnarok. Yes. But that's going to do it, guys. A lot of arguing coming soon with me and Jose. (laughs) But that's going to do it, guys. We really appreciate the support and all the feedback. If you like today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username would be Film Purgatory or Film Underscore Purgatory. And please remember to turn on all your notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.